0: So we come to the fourth session and the final session of the, of the Bible study uh, on Ruth, the story of our redemption. And uh, today, the session four, we're looking uh chapter four, where Boaz marries Ruth. And if you remember, we left it off with um, Ruth had, had, in a sense, taken the initiative at Naomi's uh, direction uh, to propose to Boaz. Boaz was... Um, willing to accept that proposal, uh, but there was a problem. Uh, the Jewish law uh, had that the next akin was supposed to take the land, at least be offered it. Of course, that wasn't Boaz. There was somebody closer uh, to Naomi's husband than Boaz. So Boaz has now to approach this man um, and, and make, give him the offer of purchasing uh, the land, since he's the next kin. Take a look at Ruth for just a minute here. Ruth is submitting herself to the Mosaic Law and is offering herself in marriage to Boaz. Uh, the implications are great for Ruth uh, as when you look at the broader picture, they fit into the salvific plan that God has for his people, Israel, but also for the world. Uh, of course, of the, the, of the line of the lineage of Ruth and Boaz will come Obit, Jesse, David. Of course, Jesus is, is of that messianic line. So Boaz is a gatekeeper. Uh, he goes to, the, uh, goes to the city gates. Now, the city gates in the ancient world were provided protection from the enemies. They were places of commerce. They were places where important laws took, were passed. So Boaz, uh, realizing the significance of what's taking place, <clears throat> is going to go to the city gates along with elders. Elders were wise men from the community. Uh, they were respected leaders. And Boaz is going to speak to them uh, in the presence of the kinsman-redeemer, who is the next in kin to uh, Naomi's husband. And uh, Naomi's husband, of course, as you know, has deceased. So Boaz wants to give this next next, uh, kinsman the opportunity to buy the field. So let's take a look at the scripture uh, in chapter 4. Meanwhile, Boaz has gone up to the gates of the town and sat down, and the relative of whom he had spoken chanced to come pass. And Boaz said to him, Come here, man, and sit down. And he came and sat down. Then Boaz picked ten of the town's elders and, he said, and said to them, Sit down here. And they sat down. Uh, the significance of the event, Boaz wants to make no mistake about it, uh, it when the presence of the elders of the whole town is aware of what's taking place. Then Boaz said to the man who had the right of redemption, Naomi, who's come back from the country of Moab, is selling the piece of land that belonged to our brother Elimech. I thought that I would should tell you about this and say, buy it in the presence of the men who are sitting here and in the presence of the elders of my people. If you want to see your right of redemption, redeem it. If not, tell me so, and I shall... No, for there is no one but you to redeem except me, though I come after you myself. So, here's the oppor- here's what is required of Boaz. He needs to give this opportunity to this man. And then the man says, I'm willing to redeem it. Okay, so now he's fulfilling what is rightfully his at this point. But then Boaz says this to him. When um, the day you purchased the land from Naomi and you purchased Ruth the Moabitess... Uh, also the wife of the dead man, and so restore his name to his inheritance okay so it's like saying you want the land, but you also get Ruth who's a Moabitus so the, the mo uh, and this was a, a problem for um, this man then who was the next kinsman redeemer um, and uh, and we'll see what the problem is in just a moment the man said with the right of redemption then I cannot use my right of redemption without jeopardizing my own inheritance. Okay, so that's the first thing he's aware of. This could jeopardize his. And what does he mean by that? Well, he, he means that uh, marrying uh, a foreigner could jeopardize his reputation. Also, it br- would bring in other um, family members in which they have to split the inheritance with his own uh, family members. So he was on to say, as I cannot use my right redemption to exercise the right yours." as I cannot use my right of redemption, exercise the right yourself. Now, in former times, it was the custom in Israel, in matters of redemption or exchange, to confirm the transaction by one of the parties, removing his sandal and giving it to the other. In Israel, this was the form of ratification in the presence of witnesses. So when the man with the right of redemption said to Boaz, purchase it for yourself, he took off his sandal. This was a sign of sealing the deal, in other words. So, um, the man refuses. He's concerned about bringing uh, a foreigner into his household, what that will do for the household. He's also concerned about what it will do for the inheritance. Uh, so he's willing to relinquish his rights at this point. So uh, then Boaz says to all the elders, You're witnesses to this day that I can buy from Naomi all that belonged to Elimech, to Chilion, and to Malam. You're witnesses to that I buy Ruth to the, Mo, the Moabitess. Malin's widow, to be my wife, to keep the name of the dead man in his inheritance, so that the dead man's name may not die out among his brothers and at the gate of his town. And the people at the gate said, we are witnesses. Okay, so, and this is important for Ruth, for Boaz, for Naomi, that what they see here is that the elders are witnessing this. The elders will go on to bless them, as we'll see in a moment. And, um, And that as far as the townspeople are concerned in Bethlehem, uh, everything has been approved by the wise and respected leaders of Israel. Uh, So, very key moment here for Boaz, very critical moment for Ruth, and a very key moment in this plan of salvation. Again, uh, the sandal uh, is something in the Old Testament indicates walk or to set your foot on the land. So here it was for Boaz to take possession of the land. So it was the sealing of the deal, take possession of the land. Uh, we're going to look at the, some of the Christological implications of this in just a minute. Okay, so then um, so then uh, he says, May uh, the elders say, May Yahweh make the woman who is to enter your house, uh, like Rachel and Leah, who together built up the house of Israel, grow mighty in Ephra, be renowned in Bethlehem. This blessing is really significant when we look at the, the lineage of the Messiah. Uh, Rachel and Leah were considered bedrock foundational mothers to Israel. And now they're saying, may Ruth be that same? So a foreigner, a, Mo, a Moabitess, is now uh, becoming a foundational mother to Israel. The significance of that is great for the family. line. And, and Boaz and Ruth would have known that. Naomi would have known that as well and the significance of that. And through the children of Yahweh, may you give, um, will give you by his, uh, this young woman, may your house become like the house of Perez, whose Tamor bore to Judah. Tamor also was a widow, who came into the house of her father, and lived there. So she too, again, of that lineage of, eventually, the Messiah. So Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife, and when they came together, Yahweh made her conceive and she bore a son. And the woman said to Naomi, Blessed be Yahweh who's not left the dead man without necks of kin this day to perpetuate his name in Israel. The child will be a comfort to you and to the prop of your old age. For your daughter-in-law who loves you is more to you than the seven sons who had given him birth. And Naomi took the child to her own bosom and she became his nurse. So Naomi's life is restored here. Uh, She is uh, the grief... The Loss, uh, two sons, a husband uh, living in dire poverty. But um, you know, it, all this has been restored 30, 60, fold. And she takes to the son, uh, the son of Naomi, who ca- will carry on the name of uh, Naomi's husband. As we say, the name of the son of Ruth takes on the name of Naomi's husband and carries that on. Is something that restores her. Uh, replenishes her, redeems her out of helplessness and poverty, gives her a certain destiny and purpose for her life. Um, This is all what's happened for Naomi. Remember, we looked at Ruth being restored, um, and by going from being a foreigner now to pursuing the Mosaic laws and the righteousness of living under the Mosaic laws, Naomi, who is Israelite. Was going back to her people, and there she's being restored now. Okay, and it says the woman in the neighborhood gave him a name, and the son has been born for Naomi. Uh, for Naomi and they said they named him Obed. Oh, this was the father of da- uh, this was the father of David's father Jesse. So, um, of course, Jesse would be and Dave would bring forth his son David, and then of course Jesus comes of that lineage here. So so what do we see here taking place as we bring this story of our redemption to a close here? Well, um, we see here that, if you remember back in the early chapters when uh, the loss of the husbands to Ophrah and to Ruth, um, it was Ruth who said, I want to go with you Naomi, back to your people. There was a conversion going on in Ruth's heart. But Ophrah did not do that. She went back to the Moabites and that was her people and there she would... And remember this was a, a nation that was contrary to that of Israel in terms of its laws and pursuing the righteousness of those laws and, uh, and so she chose a different path. She chose somewhat of an easier path because she didn't want to leave her country and didn't want to leave her family, didn't want to leave her gods and take on another family, another uh, another God, in this, in this term, the true God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We also see where the kinsman, Redeemer, when Boaz gave him the option of purchasing like he did not want to make the changes necessary either. He did not want to take Ruth into his family line because that would have created a great deal of disturbance in his family. He didn't like what it would do to his reputation and so on. So, Ophrah and the kinsman-redeemer chose a path of least resistance, whereas Boaz and Ruth chose a path of righteousness following God's heart. Uh, a, a key understanding here. Um, so, uh, that, uh, you know, Jesus talked about picking up the cross and following after him. Uh, that he said the person that loses his life will, for his sake will find it. Uh, so, you know, following after Jesus does mean picking up our cross. It means following, after, it means saying no to things of the world. And even when it brings tension and conflict, even with the closest of relationships. Uh, but again, Jesus says the person who does that will find, find their life. So, uh, Naomi is another key person that, that emerges here. She clings to her God as she comes back to her people in Bethlehem. And She's rescued. She pursues the laws of God. She could have probably stayed uh, in, in Moab, but she chose not to. She chose to go back. And again, we see where Naomi returned to the place of righteousness, the place of where the laws reveal the heart of Yahweh for his people and the people of the earth. Um, so, uh, it was... Um, we see also the significance of how the Lord uses the family line to bring forth his purposes. Uh, we see where the Lord uses, uh, um, weaves together the decisions of people to form his redemptive plan. John Paul II in uh, January of, of 1997 said, By becoming man, Jesus, the eternal word of God, fully entered the human family, putting himself in the lineage of a specific family tradition. The title, Son of David, also has a specific sense which casts light on God's plan. So again, we see the power and uh, of Jesus, the word becoming part of a specific family uh, tradition and then redeeming that lineage, which he would do. Uh, we see also that Boaz, uh, as we've seen earlier is the kinsman redeemer. He's the righteous kinsman redeemer, and he prefigures the role of Jesus, where he takes uh, Naomi and Ruth, who were completely lost and pitiful in terms of helplessness and poverty, dire poverty, and he redeems them and brings them into his own household. And we see where Jesus does that when he walked the face of the earth. You know, he prophesied, uh, he fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah chapter 61, and then in Luke chapter 4, Jesus said in the temple, or in the synagogue, rather, that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me to bring good news to the poor, healing to the brokenhearted, sight to the blind, deliverance to captives, to announce a year of favor. And Jesus' ministry was a ministry that went and did all this. And, of course, at the cross, his atoning sacrificial love redeems the human race. So, but he takes that which is helpless. He takes that which is pitiful, he takes that which is in poverty and he redeems it and restores them 30, 60, 100 fold. Uh, we see where Boaz sacrificed to inherit Ruth. Uh, you know, he's, Boaz is willing to sacrifice his inheritance for, this, for Ruth. Is Jesus' sacrifice where he's the word become, foreshadows Jesus' sacrifice where he's the word becomes flesh. So uh, Ruth becomes a daughter of Israel by, by, a, by, you might say, by a kind of adoption. And so Jesus has adopted us. You know, The Father has adopted us through the waters of baptism and in, the, and in the Eucharist by making us sons and daughters. We see where Boaz takes Ruth as his bride, where Christ takes the church as his bride. So, so what do we see in conclusion? Um, the genealogy that emerges from this lineage reminds us that God's hands guides us, that in the time of Judges, which is what the book of Ruth was written in, it was a terrible time of moral depravity and waywardness from the God of Israel. But God still had a plan, and he was at, still at work amongst his people. So I, I think we can say no matter what are the challenges of our time, no matter whatever the condition of the church or even of the world that we live in, um, that God has a plan, he's at work, and we're to seek his plan and seek his purposes. Um and that he takes what has been broken and what is of uh, dire uh, helplessness and he redeems it in a way that it becomes new. He did that with Ruth. She becomes a new creation, as it were. And that's what, the, that's what we are about, those who have been baptized into Christ, who have made Jesus the Lord, the Savior of their life. We say that Jesus has made us a new creation. The old has passed away. All things have become new. So let's pray. So, Lord, we give you praise and we give you thanks for um, working in the midst of even the most difficult and dire situations, how you turn evil into good, how you redeem us from even the most challenging of circumstances. As you did with Ruth and Naomi, you restored their life, and in a certain way, you, you brought about a whole new life for Boaz. So we ask you to do that in the situations that we face in our life. We pray this through Christ our Lord. Amen.